Welcome into the CHGO White Sox postgame show. Coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. We got the full CHGO White Sox crew with me. That's Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. The man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Wall 23 He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And uh, again, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. Uh, we got the usual crew hanging out in the YouTube chat. Uh, so make sure if you are hanging out with us to hit that thumbs up button and make sure you're subscribing. And if you aren't already, we know most of you are, uh, Sign up to be a diehard today. We got the sale of all sales, uh, the king of kings uh, of sales, uh, the countdown to kickoff CHGO season sale uh, for the next like 12 hours. I don't think it's that it's not 48 hours do not remain because uh, there was 48 hours yesterday. So we're saying less than 48 hours. Just do it before midnight tonight and you'll Just be safe. Now. Before you go to bed tonight. Do it Just make a do that thing that they do in old old timey times where they'd tie a little a little piece of string around their finger to make you remind yourself to do something not helpful because then you probably forget why you tied the string I, on your finger but I need a lot of string yeah, too yeah so don't do that but like put something in your phone like an alarm like 11:30 p.m. if you haven't yet Get on it. But then I do that too and then I don't label the alarms and then my phone just starts ringing and I'm like why is this happening Well I don't, put a note in there. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. I don't know what to tell you. All right, we're going to just run down today's game. Uh, the White Sox won. Let's go. 10 to 5. We're back. Uh, our <laughs> sales guy, Jim, uh, who I just found out today is a, a huge meatball White Sox fan, uh, who is still thinking that Aloy Jimenez cannot hit, just surpass his career high of 31. Um, maybe not even tie it, but hit 47. Home runs in a season. That's what Jim's thought was today. He didn't hit one today, but he went three for three. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a recent video of all three of us saying that yes. numbers like that are possible. So. Yes. Yeah, he had 31 it, in 120 <laughs> games. Like, I think he could do that if he stays healthy and starts hitting the ball in the air. It's like six months ago. Also, you know, six months ago, he, we were saying the same thing. If he uh, could stay healthy and hit the ball in the air. He stayed healthy. That, that's every year. He's closing in on 100 games. I mean, he has not stayed healthy. Healthy. I mean, he's <laughs> played in the games, but he is not. I would not describe him as healthy. It would be the second time he's played in 100 games. Okay. Mm. I don't know. Well, again, he's, he's got been all, hobbling around all year He's long. got a ground ball rate of 52. <laughs> like, he stinks. Um, respectfully. He had he's four fun. hits today. Three, didn't he? Four. Res- Respect another one. Respect his singles. Or he had a double today, too. Yeah. He had, that one went in the air. The, all the other ones were on the ground. Um, but the Sox won 10-5. to 5. Um, We're going to talk about this game and some interesting things that happened in it. Dylan Cease was really bad, but then fine because he threw six innings. Uh, we'll talk about Lenin Sosa and the bunt from last night. Um, and then we're going to talk about a report from Danny Parkins about the next decision maker of baseball for the White Sox decision reportedly maker of baseball Dis- ba- if just that's baseball the title, decision maker if that's the title that they hand out that that's fun that's that's a ridiculous like, oh, way yeah. to call that it's yeah. like let's play baseball i've made that decision <laughs> baseball thinker i am the decision maker of baseball <laughs> baseball i always they always do, uh, call Theo Epstein on the score of the baseball czar maybe we do that the baseball czar chris gets oh spoilers uh, it's chris gets uh, if you didn't know um, we'll talk about that in just a, l- a little bit. Um, Goddamn Bob is always right about the white. Well, not always right, but he's right again. Bob Nightingale. Oh, he's not always right. I mean, not always right, but he's, he's pretty reliable. His last big two bombshells, which most so, of us were like, that doesn't make any sense, Bob. And then he's like, oh, 
It's happened. Fuck. And just real quick, too, the two ones that he would write about seemingly have come from who? Cherry Reinsdorf, because it was the hiring of Tony LaRusso as manager, as we can, you know, decide. That was a Jerry move. And obviously, Jerry is the one that is hiring the baseball czar. And Decision Bob maker had, of baseball. Whatever it is. <laughs> That's, yes. uh, senior vice president <laughs> of vice presidents and uh, general manager. Um, but it does seem like Bob gets the, the big ones. I mean, it, it, if this report from Parkins is correct. We'll get to it. Um, do we want to start with Dylan or do we want to start with Lenine? Or do we want to start with Luis Robert, the headline of this, this podcast? I'll, I'll, let's choose your own adventure. It's R.L. Ch- Stein today of this table of contents. <laughs> I mean, I want to start with uh, Dylan probably. All right, well, let's start off with Dylan. He was terrible. Well, we got a few graphics today, um, but one of them is the starting pitching graphic. So uh, Dylan, as Herb said, was terrible. Uh, six innings pitch from Cy Cease, five earned runs, six hits allowed, seven Ks, three walks. Kyle Gibson, on the other hand, was he good? No, he oh, was worse. Yeah. All right, he was terrible, too. Uh, four and one-third innings uh, for Kyle Gibson, seven earned runs, nine hits, two Ks, no walks for Kyle Gibson. Um, but the White Sox thumped him. Um, so we'll go to Dylan. He at least pitched six innings. I mean, that's good. I'll that's take it. Appreciate it. I mean, if that's, our, if that's our baseline, pitching six innings, I guess he pitched well. But, yeah, he pitched poorly in the first inning. And then rebounded and only gave up the Anthony Santander home run after that. So I guess you could say he rebounded from a tough first inning. And so overall, his start was fine. But this going into 2024 with his start versus the Oakland Athletics where he gave up nine earned runs and today's uh, start where he gave up these runs doesn't, you know, breed confidence in going into next year that our starting pitcher, our ace of our staff, has not been good this year. Uh, yeah, two innings two through six, just fine for, for Dylan. Uh, that first inning is one of the uglier innings the White Sox have had all year long, um, and I know there have been innings in which they've given up far more than four runs, mm-hmm. but um, between uh, the, the poor pitching from Dylan and the defensive mistakes all around from, uh, from the guys, not to mention a couple of other uh, non-box scorey stuff from Dylan. We saw that one pitch where the base runner took yeah. off from first base, had it stolen Jesus. before he even left, let go of the ball, and then he did let go of the ball, <laughs> and it hit the batter that he was pitching to. Um, Seems like he had plenty of time to just step off the rubber and throw it to second base. But I mean, who knows? He might, it seems like he already started his windup. It, it, was, it was not good. We've talked much about how White Sox pitchers are not faring well uh, in the – keeping runners at first base department. Uh, but then we saw some other stuff too. Uh, Andrew Vaughn and Lenin Sosa coming together on a pop-up pop uh, down the down the first baseline in foul territory. No communication. They almost crashed into each other. The ball drops between them. Seemed um, very Hazley Mendick crash of 2022. It was, we, had, we had the play where Oscar Colas, who I'm not going to rip because he made a nice throw from right field, uh, but the, the tag couldn't be put on on a guy who, I believe it was Santander mm-hmm. going into second base. So... Um, an all-around ugly, ugly, ugly bottom of the first inning. But the White Sox responded right away with a couple of home runs, tied the game up right away, and then blew right past the Birds, uh, end up doubling up the run total there. Uh, the offense was great today for the White Sox. Uh, three homers, seven extra base hits. Uh, they, they changed that one TA hit right up the middle to a triple. So, uh, uh, a, a, as they say in Monopoly, a bank error has been made in your favor. Um, and then and then I think it was, what, 15 hits altogether. So, the offense was great today. Uh, Dylan, a first inning to forget, but Pedro Shirley is talking right now to Daryl and Lamond out there in Baltimore about 
how good it was that he was able to settle down and, and give them six innings. Yeah, I agree. And I, that's very rare that a pitcher on the White Sox gives up the runs that they did early and the hitters bail out the pitcher for once. And we've seen that time and time again. The other things happen where the pitcher puts up zeros and the hitters just can't do anything. And then he gives up one run and the game's over. So it's good that they stepped up for their uh, their ace. And they pounded Kyle Gibson, who was kind of just not good today. He was leaving everything up. Threw a middle-middle fastball to Luis Robert like he doesn't chase sliders right outside the zone. As if he's not the man with 35 home runs this year. But, you know, I'm glad that Kyle Gibson was kind of mediocre to awful today. Hey, that's my fellow Missouri Tiger you're talking about. Oh, he's a, he went, uh, is he the best Missouri Tiger pitcher besides Max Scherzer? I was going to say, <laughs> you, you caught yourself on that one, didn't you? That's like asking, like, you know, is he the best Southern Miss quarterback besides Brett, Brett Favre? Favre? Yes. It's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. You're number two. <laughs> um, if you're not first, you're last, friends. Um, I, I just want to add on to the C stuff because it was an ugly bottom of the first that pickoff play where Frazier stole second, very ugly, and then he just drills Mullins, and Mullins looks so sad when he's getting up. He's like, man, that really hurt. Um, but then the third inning, you mentioned it. I kind of was tuning, like, tuning out at that point because it was, what, 7-5. to five. But Santander comes up, and he throws ten, nine straight fastballs to him. Yeah. And Santander on the ninth one, hey, once you see it nine times, hits it over the fence. Um, White Sox killer, Anthony Santander. Yes. But, I mean, it just feels like Dylan, at least with that at-bat, kind of gave up. He settled in after. I guess he walked Mountcastle. He settled in after that. Um, but, I don't know. It was just a very odd game. Nothing truly inspiring. But then you look at the stat cast stuff that I usually throw out after a game, and he had 17 called strikes, 19 whiffs, uh, called strike whiff percentage of 33%. Like, those are fine. Threw 109 pitches. Like, it just... When it was ugly, it was so ugly. Like, that home run, it couldn't have looked uglier because there was no pitch sequencing. It's just, I'm going to try to throw a fastball by you. Turns out Anthony Santander, who has 25-plus home runs, can hit a fastball. Um, and that first inning, again, just to hammer home, was ugly. The wild pitch that got in up to McCann's cup and bounced around, that was ugly, too. Um, yeah, like Yeah, Yasmani was having some trouble today behind home plate. He had that one go again. right through his legs. Um Listen, there's a. It's just we 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 know we've been watching this team for five months. We know that there's a lot to clean up, and I, and as we've talked about in in recent days, Pedro and the coaching staff know that too. I mean, they've been watching it uh, far closer than we have. Uh, so there's a lot going on here. We're gonna get to some big picture front office talk later on. There's a lot of work to do for whoever whoever it is, <laughs> and it seems like uh, it's being reported as if we know. But there there's a lot of work to do to get this team to be competitive. I mean, this team was built to hit and hit a ton like they did today. And it's days like today where you see, oh, they hit all those home runs. It doesn't matter that the pitching wasn't fantastic. It doesn't matter that the defense wasn't fantastic. They can be fundamentally meh if they hit like that every night. But when the offense, the bottom drops out of the offense too, then they're just what we've seen for five months and including last year as well. They're a, they're a bad team. But right. for baseball's our Chris Getz, like, that was a pillar at the trade deadline. Hey, maybe we'll be able to rob the Orioles of, of something if they're desperate enough to trade for uh, Dylan Cease. But it seemed like the Sox were pretty secure that 
Luis Robert Jr. and Dylan Cease were the pillars of this franchise. And what we've seen post-trade deadline from Dylan Cease has not been inspiring at all. And when we're talking about how bad Michael Kopech is and, you know, who the hell is going to pitch for the White Sox in 2024, it's like Jesse Schulten's maybe can be written in pen. Cease is still written in pen because, again, who else is going to be there? But You're right, Jesse Schulten's in pen? Sure. Yeah. I mean, That's mechanical who, two pencil. Who is going? <laughs> I'm just I that shit. <laughs> um, it, like, who is going to pitch for them? Like, That's and, a great question. And, and it's just yeah. it's, Dylan now. I think has an ERA plus sub ninety. Mm. Like it's it's it went from size cease to twenty cease. <laughs> oh, make the shirt, Eric. Make the shirt. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not recognizing is, that. The tweet. mustache is upside down. <laughs> um, He's Wario. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> poor Dylan. I foresee the like that shirt was made size cease, and he's making O slider slide. And you know now as Josh is saying, they're only throwing fastballs, and his slider that was like the best pitch in baseball. Uh, you look at the stuff plus, and it was at one thirty six last year. It's down to one twenty this year. Um, still like good. the yeah, still good. Yeah, but like, I mean, it's tough to be the best pitch in baseball two years consecutive. Sure. Yeah, yes. I, okay. <laughs> to, to the hitters know. can make adjustments too. They're yeah, allowed. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, it does feel like Dylan is just less sharp too. Yeah. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I think I, he'll be the first person to tell you that. No, yeah. I know, but it's, yeah. I, I don't know if this is hitters making adjustments or Dylan just being less sharp. And I think it's more of seeing twenty twenty one because uh, or twenty twenty one early twenty twenty two Dylan because you look at the stuff, the spin, all of the stat cast stuff, and he's still got electric fastball, uh, electric spin on his uh, slider and curve. It's just the sharpness of the control and the sharpness of that spin just hasn't been there. So, I mean, I understand. I, just to add to people, because I know, again, like the pitching rotation doesn't really seem uh, enticing at all. And like you enticing, said. Enticing? It doesn't exist. Well, and there's no free agents, <laughs> too. Like, you know, so like it's just <laughs> – if people are worried about Dylan Cease, if they're able to hone that skill back into where he was to 2022, like I think that pitcher's still in there, but there's a lot of work to be done. Um, it's just, I don't know, frustrating to see. Uh, let's get to the other big picture stuff. Uh, this was from last night. Uh, the weird bunt from Lenin Sosa and, well, first Oscar Colas bunted, and as Mr. Baseball, uh, Stephen Nicholas noted. Now uh, he's just Mr. Baseball. I think that's wow. sharper. You, that's, you've been promoted. Yeah, that's it. a lot better than what I've been getting lately. Who's Mr. That's a good, that's a good uh, title, too, for the, for the person who's in oh. charge. Mr. Baseball. <laughs> Chris Getz, Mr. Baseball. Yeah. I like Taking that. Taking over from Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Oscar Colas was holding the bunt wrong uh, when he put it down, and then the next batter, Lenin Sosa, tried to bunt. Uh, Pedro Grafal said, and this is from Daryl, uh, on Lenin bunting last night, now I know that wasn't the best decision. You learn it from it, and now on, uh, and from now on in those situations, uh, knowing I can hit the ball hard, I'm going to try to take advantage of that and swing away. I'm sorry, that's Lenin on uh, bunting last night. Um, it wasn't the best decision, but he's going to learn from it. Uh, in these situations and knowing he can hit the ball hard. But we also saw later on in the game today, yeah. nice voice crack, uh, Lenny Sosa lays down a sacrifice bunt. And it yeah. leads to a big inning. It was a terrible, like, it was way above his head, and he's, like, just stuck his bat where the ball he thought was going because he ducked it. And he got the ball button down, so that's, you know, commendable. But I am not enthralled with Pedro continuing to sacrifice bunt and give up outs to advance the runner from first and second to second and third, as we know with the tango uh chart that doesn't help you score more runs it actually 
detracts from you scoring more runs. Just let a young player, especially on a team that is not going anywhere, hit away. If he hits into a double play, who cares? Who actually cares? This guy is supposed to be the power-hitting second baseman. He's hit, what, four home runs since he's come back up from the minor leagues? Let him swing away. If he strikes out, so be it. He's learning lessons. You're not learning anything from sacrifice bunting a guy from first and second to second and third. Well, and it does seem like that was a call from the manager, yeah. right? And we would say that Colas's decision to bunt yesterday against a lefty was likely a manager decision. It correct? was 100%. Pedro said as much last night. Yeah. I think it's very funny. Or there's isn't it ironic, as Alanis Morissette would say, that Lenin Sosa is hitting a solo home run before in that game, and then we see Oscar Colas hit another bomb uh, today. It's like, hey, if we know these guys can hit the ball hard, why not swing away? Andrew Benatendi learned that you know hitting the ball hard can actually lead to home runs. Why not do that a little bit more? I don't know. It seems like hitting the ball hard should be a good effort, and we're doing the complete opposite, trying to finesse a ball away from a defender so that other guys can run to different bases, and maybe I'll get to first, but I'm going to sacrifice myself. And just think about the message there. I mean, we think about the top teams in baseball, the Atlanta Braves. They're not sacrifice bunting. They're just crushing the ball, almost on a pace to break the major league record for home runs in a year that was set by the Twins in 19. They hit. They hit constantly. And if we're going to be on a White Sox team that doesn't have a great starting rotation and or bullpen, the one run, two runs don't matter. You need to outscore people 10 to 8 or 10 to 5 like it was today. So bunts and getting one run are don't matter anymore, especially if it's going to be Dylan Cease, Kopech, and then a bunch of other people coming next year. It's going to be troubles for the offense to try to keep up with all the starting pitcher and what, how many runs they're going to be giving up. So I don't understand the thought process. It's old school baseball where if you have a lockdown starting rotation and a old lockdown pin, I can get there, maybe. But this team doesn't have those two things, and so you need to outscore the other team by a lot of runs. And so bunting, I think, cost you in the long run, especially in this White Sox outfit. I mean, I, last night it was a tie game, right? It was one-to-one, well-pitched game up until that point. You play for one. If you're going to play for one run, you think one run might win it for you. If you got confidence in your relief pitching and all that, um, it ended up being kind of a laughable thing in the end because mm-hmm. they ended up giving up nine runs mm-hmm. uh, for the second night in a row. But it, you know that strategy stuff. I, I think I'm, I don't get as fired up about it. Obviously, you know, you guys look at all the numbers and and everything, and the numbers say what the numbers say. That's fine. I don't get fired up about it. It's the thing, the thing that yesterday didn't make sense to me was Oscar Colas clearly didn't know what he was doing up there or wasn't comfortable nope. Nope. doing what he was asked to do. And so in that, in that very specific situation, when you've got a guy who's supposed to be a power hitter, guy hit a home run today, and you're asking him to do something, and then he goes up there to do it, and he's making a mistake, he's unable to do it, he gives a nice little pop-up down the third baseline that's easy for the third baseman to catch, that is the definition not just of giving away an out – but hurting your chances by trying to do so when it's you know when it's today in the game and you're trying to increase add a one run to a minimal lead okay that makes a little bit more sense to me I mean it's like and that's fine if, if you want to play for the one run play for the one run you better your pitchers better go out and do the job then mm-hmm. and that's fine so I, I don't I don't hate it as much as everybody else hates it the thing that's jumped out last night was that it was clearly not the situation because of the guy who was asked to do the job but as we see with the odd decision f- to call for the bunt the odd form of bunting from Lenitsosa and Oscar Colas, and the weird and inability of Clevenger, Kopech, and Cease to hold runners, and the inability for the Sox to really 
succeed in that game, base running game in general, we have to look big picture because this is going to be the same manager making the same calls next year if this report is true. And Bob Nightingale said that Pedro Grafal is safe for 2024. Chris Getz from the Royals organization, who knows Pedro Grafal before from Kansas City, and now this year, it's likely that Pedro Grafal will be on in 2024. So these same decisions and these same mistakes, it's something that this manager will need to work on. And, you know, if not, it's just going to lead more to what I think is the sham that Chris Getz is getting promoted. And we'll talk about that later, but it's just, you know, just, why, why is bad behavior again getting well, remember rewarded? This, though. Remember this, Sosa got the bunt down yesterday. Like Sosa's bunt was fine. Yeah. In a sacrifice sense, it was fine. He wasn't supposed to be doing that. No. <laughs> but that, I mean, so yeah, there are the, the mental he mistakes. That we, saw, we saw two mental mistakes from Sosa last night. We've seen multiple mis- mental mistakes from, uh, from Colas. We saw both. Lenin Sosa and Oscar Colas almost crash into teammates today out in the field. Colas not giving Luis Robert enough runway to, to make that catch. And then the play I mentioned down the, the first baseline in foul territory earlier uh, with Sosa and Vaughn. They, they, these things are – there's so many of these things. Yep. And we watched it happen all last year, and now you got new guys coming in and they're doing the same thing. And, well, and, and what you're talking about with uh, Gafal, he's making these errors too, and I hope like – Colas, like Sosa, he's learning from these errors, and hopefully he realizes these are errors. These are mistakes to make Oscar Colas bunt in that situation. I get what you're saying. If it's Zach Remillard, 1-1 game, first and second, he knows how to bunt. You see yeah. him bunt all the time. Yeah, or, or Benintendi. Exactly. Or, or, yeah, these people who you would be comfortable in that situation, I've, I'm going to get that job done 99 times out of 100. Like, runs are at a premium when you're, you know, got a lockdown bullpen, but if you're not going to be giving – if you're going to be giving up the booty every day, bunting is just, you know, dumb to me. So I hope Pedro understands his team – and the people he has on his team, and throws the bunt away because of the specific you need to score a lot more runs than a regular rotation would, or a regular uh, uh, offense would. And before yesterday's game, Pedro's saying that the team's giving 80%. It's like, you know, I, I, I don't know. This team's not really locked in, and you see Tim Anderson, Ugh. as Mr. Baseball was pointing out, He's not hustling out of the box. He's trotting down the baseline. Could have had a possible inside the park home run. Not to be all, you know, you got to hustle. You got to make it about hustle. But if the manager's saying you're giving 80% and then Ben Attendee hits one down the line, I think he hits a double or whatever, you see Tim walking home. It's fine. There was no play at the plate. But still, just cross the plate. I mean, if you're trying to, if your manager's saying that you guys are giving 80%, I don't know. I'd want to prove him wrong. Tim, Tim did the same thing last week, too. Right. Tim did the same thing That's, last week. Tim he does was, that all the time. He, 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 I think he ended up with a double, but he could have had a triple easy on a ball last week when he did the exact same thing where he uh, wasn't sure whether it was going to be caught or something like that, and he was not, not, not moving from home to first the same way he was moving from first to second. We'll and think that about way. that. Tim is a veteran. Think about the young players who are looking at Tim. They're learning from him. Okay, I don't need to run that hard. I don't need to be that. If you're the leader who is getting busting his ass every day, that shows the young players like, man, that guy's establishing the league, got a nice contract, was an all-star, was a silver slugger, and he still gives it that type of effort. What does that mean for me as a 26 man? I got to give that type of effort. But if your guy is just loafing it, coming out of the box slowly, as you guys said, and I know we give Steven crap, but he's right about that. Get out of the box. Like, Initially, you think it's a single, but, you know, get out the box and make it a double. Make that man, if Cedric Mullins gets that ball, make him throw you out at second base or something like that, or at least throw the ball to second so you have forced a throw. And that 
leadership or lack thereof is going to cost the White Sox more than just, you know, Chris Getz being the general manager. You, as the baseball player, I think have more say in where the, whether the team wins or loses than the general manager. And so you, as Tim Anderson, if you want to be the big-time star, you want to have the big-time money like Trey Turner, et cetera, shortstops, you got to show it. You got to show that you care about the game. Dropping the ball when uh, the perfect throw to get Anthony Santander – some can say, you know, it's a jarring play, and so dropping the ball is not that big of a deal. But, hell, how many times have we got on Tim this year about either lack of effort or questioning his effort? That shouldn't happen at all when you are the leader of this team. And if you're the leader of this team and you're showing that type of effort, all the rest are going to follow you and show that type of effort too. Well, to, be, to just speak to who is the leader of this team, it is Luis Robert Jr. I mean, and no, I know, I just, yeah. But like, and that guy is giving effort every single night. I mean, again, look at the play that he made last night in center field. Like that, that guy is a reason to be excited about Chicago baseball. And it just sucks that this season is happening where he's hitting thirty-five homers. Like, I, I wouldn't look at Tim as this leader. I mean, or as the leader of the team. Like, I, I get your point. You know, especially with Lenin Sosa. Like, he, why wouldn't he just be selling out for a homer every time? Um, I wouldn't blame him. Um, but. I don't know. I, 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 you're fine. You're I good, Cody. Cody. Your team, you're, 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 cup, you're a Cub fan. You're, you're fine. fighting for a division. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I, I think that, again, just to transition to, into Luis, he just hit his 35, uh, 35th homer of the season. Um, a, a great milestone for him. He's the 24th player to do that in a season in White Sox history. Um, 14 players have done that. Frank did it seven times. Paul Canerco did it four times. Tommy did it twice. And then Frazier, Abreu, Dunn, Quinton, Die. Ordonez, Bell, Fisk, Kittle, Allen, and now Robert Jr. have all done it uh, once um, every day. He's showing up, and he's just he's he puts the same effort. And you know, maybe sometimes it looks so effortless to him, but he's the fastest player on the team. He has the most power on the team. Um, he best seems defender, best defender. I far. mean, it's it just sucks that 2023 has all of these things that happened in August that are just horrible PR stories when it should just be look at this top three MVP candidate in Chicago baseball or in the American League but he's not gonna be because the team's so shitty like if you look at the odds right now Luis Roberts nowhere near the top three of uh, MVP voting and odds he should be he's the second best player in baseball or in the American League this year so he should be getting some more recognition but the the terribleness of the team which will continue next year We'll have Luis Robert being like a guy that will be forgotten. And then when he leaves the White Sox eventually after the 2028 or 2029 season, he'll be on some team with some shine, and that team will care about winning. I hope Chris Getz, when he takes over this job, says, I will not have that guy be the superstar that he is and have the team not try to match his effort and try to match the, the, the excellence that he brings to the table every single day. I would, I mean, if I had that type of player like that, man, I would be – enthusiastic to play with him he's going to be going down like as a Mike Trout with never playing in the playoffs or playing the hey, playoffs yeah, and yeah. sucking and never really he's been reach. in the playoffs twice already I don't remember that homer he hit he's the hey, longest Robert, homer in StatCast history Luis Robert has been to twice as many postseasons as Mike Trout has been to yeah but how about that how about that Herb take yeah. that fish boy but yeah he'll his career will be wasted though like my Trouts, wasted. I'll put those in quotes. Because he should be better, and he should be on a better squad than this. Well, but again, good thing for Luis Robert Jr., and he's like, he's he's not even 30. He's younger than me, right? 
This is his first full season of right. Major League Baseball ever. He's, tw- he's, he's older from than a, me. From a, Let's go. From Wait. a staying healthy standpoint. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's older than me. Let's go. You're happy that he's older than you? Yeah, that makes me happy. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, Congrats. still, if you're calling him old, Herb, you're calling me old. I'm not calling him old. I'm just saying. Sounds like you're calling him old. No, I'm calling him the White Sox are wasting his youth, his, his at the top of his peak right now. And they will continue to do that until his contract runs out. Because we know at that time, he'll be way too expensive for the White Sox to afford. This is this is the opposite of Herbie Sunshine. Today. No, I'm yeah. sad. Herbie Clouds. Because when you see that guy, you say, "Golly, we have that guy finally on our team. We have the champion player that everybody would want, and it's going to be wasted on a team that's 28 games below 500, and maybe next year they're they're 500 still, no playoffs." I'm Herbie sorry. Clouds. I'm sorry, Man. Herb. It's a nice day. It's outside. good. To, it's going to be good to watch day. him. I'll I'll enjoy it. like the home run he hit today. I love that. And the catches he makes in the outfield, I love that. But other than that, Scumby is very sad to watch this team waste his talents on a listless team. All right. Well, we're going to go to the Super Chats. Oh, we're about to get more sad in the next segment, guys. Stick around. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's enticing. (laughs) Thanks, Herb. That's a tease. (laughs) Is it? Uh, Our guy, Schwo. Thankfully, we didn't have to. Uh, deal with Schwo's energy of getting a pig in the in the studios, um, uh, but he's super chatting uh, and give him a little honk. Maybe give him uh, the king of the game sound too. Um, oh, Sir Goosington! <laughs> Sir Goosington! Oh, Hello, introducing Sir Goosington. Schwo with the super chat, <laughs> a two dollar super chat. Can I watch the CHGO softball team instead? Herb's an all star. They put me on the all star team for some reason. I don't know why. I've made like three games. And there's been like Herbie Sunshine. There's like nine games, and I've you know I've got on base, but I don't do anything but hit singles. Wait, where is the king of the game graphic for Herb? I'm an all star. Yeah, goodness. Yeah, I'll do it next week. I think it was you know it was kind of like that Rafael Palmero Gold Glove where he played first base for like four games. That's why I'm on All Star. It's like they know my name. I'm recognizable in the in the league. It's like, let's put him wow. on the All-Star oh, team. okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll work too. on my Twitter yeah. following, and then maybe I'll get voted into an All-Star That's game. That's it. That's um, literally it. I haven't done anything well at that uh, league. Not at all. Okay. It's I, They won a playoff game 17-2. to two. Obviously, it's not me. Herbie it's Ho- the team. Herbie Hollywood. Yeah. What do we What do we need to do to turn Herb's frown upside down today? Uh, maybe another Super <sighs> Chat from Schwell. Um, <laughs> $5 Super Chat from our guy. I would rather watch Tim Anderson fight Jake Paul. Then watch Tim Anderson play baseball right now. Um, I mean, yeah, I would. I would watch Tim Anderson fight Jake Paul. Do you know anything about Jake Paul? I thought he was maybe referencing Josh Paul, and I was like, "Why are you being so mean to former White Sox great <laughs> Josh Paul?" Who, who? What? Maybe we make a because uh, the White Sox baseball team is kind of iffy. Um, maybe we make a sixty-four White Sox alum and present boxing tournament. Who wins that? Jose Contreras. He's big. I don't know. I don't know who was it. There was actually some, like, uh, AJ, AJ Brzezinski wrestled in WCW. But he's famous for, Getting for losing a fight. Yeah. But also, he, he took that punch well. Too. He took that punch well, too. Ate that Michael Barrett punch Ooh, like Jimmy a champion. Cordero would be a good one. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if that's a, mm. a yeah. Uh, Ixnay. Oh, yeah. I don't think you know what you said. I didn't even realize what I said. I didn't even realize. My bad. My bad. That was not what I meant. Is it now? Moving on. Moving on. Is it now time to sneak in an ad read? Oh, I love it. Oh, it's actually. 
Steven didn't even know. That's hilarious. I bet. Did not realize what I actually did there. Oh, God. Um... Uh, well, our guy Eli just get sent to, at least sorry, at least sent in a super chat. Uh, Herb can get uh, worse than I don't think Herb can't be worse than Getz. I can get no. be worse than Getz. If I was the general manager, man, I, I think, think what he's saying is that it can get worse for you today as the show progresses. Mm. Okay, okay. I hope that's not like a foreshadowing. Um, KPW <laughs> because the, we're going to uh, talk about something oh. that you're not happy about. Uh, yeah. okay. That's the idea. KPW yeah. bringing up a uh, Hurricane Herb. Um, you know, I mean, you're, you're really. You just moody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they won ten to five. Do you know Herb. what? Do you know what would brighten you up? <laughs> what would Sunnyside? Uh, uh, Sunnyside that cannabis dispensary. Is I need your to go home. there tomorrow. Well, hey, you could use our code. Uh, it's back. Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. They're back, and they're your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping. A place where all kind of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer, to elevate herbs. Um, my mood. Stinky mood. Yeah. Um, need some sativa in me. Yeah. Sunnyside's a one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. You have easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyalty programs. Sunnyside Rewards and its Illinois' favorite dispensary. Herb's going to head over to their Wrigleyville location. Uh, or if he wants to beat the traffic, he can go out to Elmwood Park and maybe get a Johnny's Beef. Uh, he's going to check out their in-house brands of Then Mindy's. I got to call uh, Law to get a beef with me. And then we're going to take way too long to, to eat our beef. And then I can't get eaten my uh, sunny side when I get home because I got to drive home from Elmwood Park. It's way too much stuff. Rather just go to the Wrigley Field one. Sorry, to, Law. Just, I'm not going to go and see you. But on the, on maybe on your way to work or something. I don't know. Um, I said, sorry. I mean, he told me to go to the sunny side in Elmwood Park. But then I have to go and talk to you. And then I can't have my sunny side instead. He doesn't want to see you. Sorry, Law. Sorry. I see you enough at work. Okay. All right, well, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you today? I'm mad. Um, all right, well, the in-house brands of Sunnyside will make up uh, for Herb's mood. Uh, they have Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply, Floracal, Wonder, Remedy. Uh, I know Herb's a, a big fan of the mm-hmm. Good News brand. Delicious. Uh, they got gummies, rechargeable vapes, and uh, carts. Perfect for great moments with the crew. Uh, and through August 6th, it was through August. We have now extended, so thank you to Sunnyside for coming back. Through August 6th. No, October. August 6th is a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. It was through August 31st. Now it's through October 6th. So head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer. It's not stackable with other promotions. And that's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. So pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. Again, CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off at sunnyside.shop. Okay. One more ad read. Mm-hmm. Our friends over at Ray. Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in Fox Lake have just joined the CHGO team. And at Ray, CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. I know my mom's currently in the market for a new vehicle, and she was saying that the places that she's looking for they don't really have the great inventory, but that's not the case at Ray CDJR. Uh, and right now, during the Make This the Summer event at Ray CDJR in Fox Lake, you'll be able to take up to 20% off MSRP on select new 2023 Ram 1500 models. And you may be thinking about the interest rates. My mom brought them up. She said they were too high, but that's not the case at Ray CDJR because now through August 31st, you have one more day, friends. You'll be able to get limited time, 0% financing. Cannot say 0% financing uh, for 72 months on select new models. So if you're in the new market for a vehicle, 
new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR only in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today, serving the community since 1963. So, uh, and our guy, um, at least with a super chat saying, at least you have a 312. Damn straight. Chilling back and relaxing. Um, so the report came out today at 2.30, uh, right as Danny Parkins was starting a show on the score. Huh. Weird. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Huh. I wonder. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> but Danny said, uh, sources, White Sox expected to announce Chris Getz as new lead baseball decision maker tomorrow. So that's that's the phrasing that Danny's going with. New lead baseball decision maker. Um, what are your thoughts, Herb? <sighs> Let me just say this. I don't know Chris Getz. I only hung up with hung out with him one time back in the day with uh, Chris yeah. Ranji. Uh, only hung out with Chris Getz one time. Only one time. It was him. Was Lance, it for his like twenty fifth birthday? No, it he's was forty today. It was very young. Um, it was him and Lance Broadway ch- chilling at a bar. Me, Chris Ranji, and somebody else. I forgot John Denks, who paid for our drinks all the, all night long, kicking it all night long. So that night, I was Hollywood, like, Hollywood, indeed. Hollywood it was Ranji. Uh, he just say, "Hey, come, come on out, out box." I got these guys with me. But he seemed like a great guy that day. So this, what I'm going to say, is not against the person. Because, of course, being the general manager of the White Sox or any Major League Baseball club is probably his lifelong goal as far as when he started this job. So I don't blame him. He is not qualified for the job he's about to take if reports are true from Danny Parkins, Bob Nightingale, etc. I... He is part of the problem that we just fired last week with Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams. He is part of that seven-year minor league farm director, and he hasn't really developed anybody that wasn't a first-round draft pick uh, that made this person go from point A to point B to point C, where you're like, man, look at that development by the White Sox and Chris Getz doing the job. So, yeah, congratulations, Chris Getz. But me as a White Sox fan, and if you are a White Sox fan listening, of course, you're watching a White Sox podcast, I would be furious because this person doesn't fix the problem. He is part of the problem. Give me a solution. Give me an actual, well, if Chris Kretz would have been the champion of this and the winner of this after a thorough search, I would have been skeptical anyway, but I would have said, hey, at least you checked everybody. You looked and you said Chris Kretz is the number one guy. It seems... In a week and a half, Jerry didn't do a lot of research, didn't do a lot of interviewing for other candidates. And so Chris Getz landing the job reportedly tomorrow makes me very mad as a White Sox fan because I don't see anything changing from what just happened. Why'd you fire the two guys who made this mess just to hire a guy who was on the staff and part of the problem? That's where I'm coming from. I think that's a perfectly... Valid line of thinking for uh, a fan of this team to have. Uh, certainly the questions to, uh, whenever whenever this introduction is going to happen, uh, whether it's after a, the reported announcement tomorrow or further down the line, are going to be about that. Chris Getz, if you're the guy, what makes you different? What is going to make uh, the future different than the past? Because, uh, like you said, Herb, you are – you. Chris Getz has been working under Rick Hanna and Kenny Williams for the last seven years. Um, it would seem to me that we had Rick Hahn stand up 
uh, after Tony La Russa had to step down from, from the manager's position and say, we need somebody out from outside this organization. We need somebody who does not have White Sox DNA. We need some fresh perspective, some new line of thinking, which leads me to, I mean, he said the White Sox have been too insular in their hiring, right? He recognized that as the last baseball decision maker. As the guy who's coming in to be the new dis- baseball decision maker, he's not that he's insular, right? He is full of White Sox DNA. He is literally the next person down the, the org chart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is going to make Chris Getz's tenure different than Rick Hahn's from that standpoint? And that is not. That is not a question that Chris Getz really needs to ask it's, or answer. It's a question that Jerry Reinsdorf would need to answer. Jerry, why did you, would you deem it necessary to remove Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams and then just, I mean, for lack of a better term, backfill, right, in, into that position? So I am, of, I am of the opinion that, hey, Chris, just because Chris Getz, Chris Getz worked for those guys doesn't mean he's going to be a clone, doesn't mean he's going to pick up the – you know, book how to run the team by Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn and just follow it play by play, right? He's his own man with his own thoughts, his own way of doing things. He could come in and have a very different perspective. But even that being said, we need to know what the great difference is between the guys who were just fired, they lost their jobs because this didn't go well, and the guy who is now coming in. So I... I, I think that herb that skepticism you have and that a lot of fans are going to have if this is if this report is true and this all comes to fruition the way bob nightingale laid it out a week a week ago that it would that is that is the that is perfectly acceptable to have that skepticism and i i get your point saying that you know maybe chris gets will have his own mind he's a smart person got into wake forest got into michigan right you know maybe he'll be able to be a critical thinker and be able to think outside the box and do other things but he is replacing people that not only hired him but drafted him in 2005 like the Chris Getz's Major League Baseball story starts and has been continuing with the White Sox organization. There was a little bit of a a siesta, maybe a a study abroad, where he went to Kansas City. But he has been a White Sox through and through. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Played for the Blue Jays, though, his last year of his oh, career. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. So, a little, uh, there's the study abroad. International. That's the study yeah. abroad, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, dad uh. moved for, for work, and then he studied abroad. But then, you know, Chicago was always home. Uh, but, I mean, it just it just reeks of the White Sox. Like, and I, I get it. Like, it, it, he might be able to do something. Well, I'm just saying you got you to gotta give it the benefit of the doubt, right? And, I, and I'm not trying to say, like, oh, he's smart. Smart people can handle this. But, it's just think of you, anybody watching this. You work for somebody, right? You don't necessarily agree with everything they do just because they're your boss, right? If you, you probably come home at night and say, oh, I probably would have done that differently. I might have done this. Hey, it would be a good idea if we did this. And I'm saying think about that as it applies to this. But you're absolutely right. He has worked for this same front office that just failed to turn this to get this rebuild off the ground for the last seven years. And my biggest issue is not with Chris Getz. Again, I, I really do not care what Chris Getz has to say whenever he is uh, you know, reported to be announced, you know, whenever this happens, um, if it happens, right? I mean, he, we're not even sure that this is, you know, I feel Not like, official. Yeah, I feel like Danny, I trust Danny more than Peggy Kaczynski, 
um, if, if we're going to do like a little uh, chart here right now. Um, and more than Bob Nightingale, too. Power rankings. Eh. Okay. <laughs> if, Bob, if Bob reports right now that Chris Getz is getting hired or like. You know, he already first, did a week ago. Right. But if he's like, you know, can confirm. So confirm. That it's he's the guy that reported but it. But if it, that it's happening tomorrow, oh, okay. you know, I don't know. Um, maybe that's <laughs> like, I'm going to confirm my report <laughs> and confirm in Danny report, uh, Parkins perform, uh, report that I reported. I'll confirm in that, too. <laughs> um, I hope he gets paid for this, man. I hope Bob gets a lot of clicks for this. Because he was right again. We might, you know, rank on the man. He, he gets two White Sox big-time hires absolutely correct. And everybody was like, Bob, you're an you're idiot. Get out of here. And they was, he's right on. Because apparently Bob is the only person that gets to talk to Jerry Reinsdorf. And that's like, fine. Again, I, it's he's, not he's worked, fine. It's, he, no, he's, worked no. his, he's worked his sources, and but, he's got this position to have the voice of the White Sox. What, I, I give him credit. I got to give him credit. He did his job. No, but what I'm, I'm saying is the reason this all stinks, the reason this all stinks, why you're in a stinky mood, yeah. is because of Jerry Reinsdorf. Oh, yeah. And, again, I can't be mad at Chris Getz, but I do not care what he says whenever he is reported to be announced because Jerry Reinsdorf needs to explain the decision-making. Like, the, the White Sox, it is very possible that Chris Getz will be up there alone. Maybe there will be a moderator. But from White Sox representative, it is very possible that Chris Getz will be up there alone. There is no CEO right now. There is no COO. When the Bulls went through their change and hired Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley, Michael was there, or at least on the original press conference phone call, because there was COVID going on, um, he was on the phone call with AK, and he said why there needed to be change. There at least needs to be five minutes of, or whatever, a, 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 maybe another statement of Jerry saying why he did this. And maybe, I, I would, not a statement. I don't want to, so they're out. I want him to be asked questions. I understand. You're, I, I, I 100% am there with you. But we've seen with Jerry Reinsdorf, he's not that dude. And, yes, we can be very boisterous and loud about it, and we should be. We should demand that our owner give us answers about why he makes decisions. But we know that Jerry Reinsdorf is not going to acquiesce to what we want. He's going to do what Jerry Reinsdorf wants, and that's his whole life. And he can feel that way because his whole life has led to this, him being a billionaire, him being the owner of a baseball team. Whether we agree with it or not, he's had positive reinforcement every move he's made. Won seven championships. I guarantee when he goes to his grave, he's like, hey, man, I did what I had to do. I was the owner of the Bulls and the White Sox. I brought home championships. Those people should be happy with what I did. Now, we can disagree with them as fans because I think his legacy will be a one of a person that did less with more, and he should have had did more. But there's no reason for him. If I was Jerry Reinsdorf, I wouldn't talk. Why would I talk? There's, there's no reason. Because I don't need no to talk one, to you, please. Do you want to show up? Look how bad of a mood you are in. Do you oh, want to go give that oh, man no. money? No, I want I want him to talk, and you want him to talk, and everybody who's watching or listening want him to talk. But if I was the man and I have heard exactly what everybody feels about me, why should I talk to you, please? Why should I talk to you, media? Who cares? Because I still own the team at the end of the day. It's the same, you know. I, it's the same smugness that people think billionaires have. That's what he you is. Think, well, well, That's what he is. I, I hate billionaires. Yes. So fuck that guy. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I mean, it, like, it's a very bad position that he's in, and I don't think he realizes it because that stadium's empty, and if Chris Getz is the only change that happens and maybe Dayton Moore walks in too, and those are the two guys, I think it's going to be more empty than it is right now. I mean, we talk about 25% up around all MLB. There's like six teams that are below 
attendance this year, and the White Sox are the leaders in that uh, race, at least for year-over-year loss. The White Sox are not going to pack the house next year, and they're trying to renew season tickets. That's not going to inspire season ticket renewal right now. That commercial that they put together with all those fans that, you know, talked about how great it is to all the, you know, their their fans that, you know, they've built being White Sox fans, people are going to stop wanting to spend money because they are sick of the stink that this organization is. So Jerry needs to go answer questions, even if it is just, you know, But if, even if they trivial. don't have enough fans and they have le- fewer fans next year than they had this year, Jerry's still going to be like, my, my, my pockets are fat. Man, I don't give a F what y'all fans say. My, I'm still getting my pockets lined by you coming to the game, by you watching the game, and MLB's going to supplement the money otherwise with the TV contracts. He knows that his money's not from the fans. His money's from the TV contracts now. He's wised up, and he understands that he doesn't give a damn about what us what we feel, but damn sure every single day that I get a chance to talk about Jerry Reinser being a terrible owner, I'll be here on CHGO White Sox saying, you're a terrible owner. You might have won seven championships, but you haven't won the hearts of the fans. You haven't, when you finally sell this team or you leave this earth, you're going to have a terrible legacy as the owner, a horrible legacy. And I'll pass that on as long as I live because you're not trying to win. This hiring of Chris Getz is just garbage. It's absolute trash. Not for the person, but it does. this man is not qualified for the job he's currently at, and he won't be qualified for the job that he will take. As we say, process over results. Even if Chris gets next year, the White Sox win more games than they won this year. It doesn't mean the hiring was good. It just means they just bounced back from a shitty year. And Jerry Reinsdorf is responsible for this shitty team and how bad and the fan and how bad the fan angst is and how empty that stadium is going to be. And he thinks he's going to get money from this city or this state to build a new stadium. And you out of here, bum ass dude. All right. Anything you'd like to add? Let me take a little break here. I'll just say, uh, <laughs> to your points, Sean, uh, he's not an elected official. He does not have he does not have any obligation to speak at all. Um, he is he owns a private company. He he has no obligation to speak at all. I cover the team. I have a lot of questions for him. Yep. You know what I mean? I I'm I'm trying to tell you guys why things happened. He's the guy who made the decision to fire Kenny Williams, to fire Rick Hahn, and to hire the next guy that is reportedly going to be Chris Getz. The only person that can answer why, why those things happened, is him. Because he right. made the decisions. Um, he, th- throughout uh, my time covering the team, Rick Hahn has been the general manager. Jerry hired Rick Hahn to talk about the baseball stuff. And all of the why of the decision ma- decisions that were made through the baseball side were supposedly Rick Hahn's decision. So we're talking to Rick Hahn. There is now nobody in that position. And the change that's being made in the um, in the front office right now is directed by Jerry Reinsdorf. So, yeah, in a situation where we need to figure out the reasoning behind these things, he's the person that can answer that. He, We would like him to talk, and he should talk if he wants to get out there the reasoning for why he's making moves. He's getting slammed Herb, not wrongfully so, for making these decisions, he should stand up and tell you why he made those decisions. But at the end of the day, nobody elected him anything. And then no, tomorrow, he doesn't, know, he doesn't owe an explanation to anybody other than we would like to know what it was. I, and right. I understand that, but Rick Hahn's saying that you have to win the f- uh, trust of the fans back before this season. Yeah. And it's been a horrible decision, or a horrible season, and now you have to go make the decision that Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams need to be removed. 
I think it's spineless to not defend your decision, it and is. I think it's spineless to not try to win the fans back. If he doesn't speak on the Chris Getz thing, I think he's spineless. And I think don't about care if that. he's elected or not. Just as a fan, why would I ever want to support that man? And think about what and that's the, your decision. And that's yeah, and know, that and yeah. he and if it gets to the point where it affects his business, then he's going to take notice. But as Herb said, owning a major league baseball team right. is not exactly something that. Uh, is a negative in any way from a business standpoint. But it could be more of a positive with the way that attendance is up all around. Sure, he Major League Baseball. I would, I would There's just one team with uh, like two drastic you're differences, right. and it's the Nationals and White Sox who are clearly just you know. You're absolutely right, but also the point is too, and Rick Hahn said this all the time, especially this year and including last year, and he was absolutely right. Win, yeah, win. And this if, is- if they hire Chris Getz and they and they make the playoffs, then in 2025 the stadium is going to be full. But think about this. If Jerry doesn't speak before the Chris Getz press conference, you're putting a lot of unfair and undue pressure on Chris Getz because questions will be asked of him that he doesn't fucking have answers right. for. And he's yeah. going to be like, fucking no, he hired me. I took the job. Shut up. Type of thing. <laughs> and you'll and from day one, Chris Getz won't get a chance to be a general manager like other general managers are. A chance to actually do his job and see if he can do the job. Because immediately after he gets hired, people are like... The same guy. It's a puppet. He's immediately he's after. You feel that way now. Yeah. He hasn't even been hired yet. At least he not hasn't officially. Been announced. Yeah, exactly. And and so, I was saying I was saying this when we were talking earlier. The fan sentiment toward Chris Getz the day he takes over the the new era of of White Sox baseball is going to be the exact same as the fan sentiment was around Rick Hahn on the day he was fired for not getting the job done because. Because the decision was made to hire someone from within. Now again, Chris Getz, take take the GM job. Good for you. You know what I mean? Like congratulations on your promotion, right. kind of thing. But it is a spot that most situations would not put those people in. Exactly. Most situations, you, there is this search that goes on. There is a we're going to find somebody from the outside. I mean, listen, there were people. There were plenty of people that were nonplussed by the Pedro Grafol hire, but they weren't like. But they weren't like, oh, they just are bringing in the same guy that just did this last year. People were willing to say, okay, well, we'll see what happens. Yep. You know, and I think, uh, and and then he had his press conference, and most people were very felt very positive about it, right? Mm-hmm. So they could. That's what happens when you when you go and get somebody from outside the organization, and you actually make the change that you deem is needed. Jerry Reinsdorf believes that change was necessary. He fired. He fired the two people who were running the baseball department. Yeah. So he wouldn't have done that if he didn't think that there needed to be change. And but the change is now going to happen at such a tiny degree, because there's nobody from outside the organization coming in to make that just natural change. Chris Getz is going to have to fight really hard to make, to to show that the change that is coming in is the size that it needs to be. Right. But and again, and the only way you're going to do that is if by winning. And Chris Getz's <laughs> biggest believer is Jerry Reinsdorf. Like, again, it's just the same thing that, you know, it's more loyalty. It's it's another guy, Jerry's guy. It's another institutional guy. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, who else is clamoring for Chris Getz? No one. No one. And Cousin Greg is getting hired to run ATN. <laughs> Did you watch Succession? 
No. You should watch it. It's pretty good. It is pretty uh, good. You get the joke. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break and let you know about our friends over at Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Uh, the loyalty of Jerry Reinsdorf from Shady Rays. Uh, but better, Huh? But better. Yeah. Well, the loyalty is really good from Jerry. Yeah. Um, Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. If you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Okay. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. College football fans. You ready to root on your Missouri Tigers? Fight Tigers, fight for Ole Mizzou. <laughs> uh, well, you could gamble on the Missouri Tigers. You can't gamble on Herb's team. Uh, I mean, go to Illinois. Indiana. But That's true. Well, I think you can far. go. And you'd have to go to Indiana. Yeah. In person. That's a loss bet. for me, too. Um, but college football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $250. Uh, $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years, just like in your freshman year for Mizzou, right? No one thought they were was... at the end of their dynasty mode, and, and by the time I got there, but no one, no, like they were doubted, right? No, no, no. The year were before really is when they were number one. Okay, so right. yeah, but it, that year when they were number one, that was out of nowhere. Okay, yeah. there you go. So that it can happen. Just ask Vinny. Change can come fast. That's the only thing that's a lock. Uh, is the great offers from DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Uh, download DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook now and use code CHGO. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only at DraftKings, Sports, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook at Casino Queen Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Steven, you want to do the... If you or someone you know has a gambling problem... Crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537, 21-plus, Illinois-only. Bonus bets expire after seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Uh, we do have a DraftKings pick of the week for you today, too. Uh, Cody and I are uh, butting heads on the first matchup, uh, first top 25. Well, it's not top 25. Utah's 14. Florida's unranked. But Cody's on Utah. I'm on Florida, mm -hmm. so you can either fade me, you could fade Cody. The Urban Meyer Bowl. The Urban Meyer Bowl. Uh, I'm fading uh, Utah here because Cam Rising, it's a question mark on whether he'll play or not, the Utah quarterback. That seems important. And last year, Florida won by three points. Mm. So you're giving me Florida six and a half. I know it's at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Ooh. but In Utah? In Utah. Uh, but people are saying to take the under, so I'll take the six and a half points. I mean, Utah might win by a field goal. I'm it might go be a three nothing the, game. Speaking of Utah, I'm going to go Utah State plus the 25 and a half over Iowa. Let's go. Because <laughs> Iowa has scored 25 points two times last year. <laughs> those are good numbers. Yeah. I like those odds. Uh, so uh, you can tail Herb or, uh, uh, or me uh, with our DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, we also want to let you know about our brand new sponsor, Splash Sports. CHGO has a weekly pick X and uh, NFL Survivor Contact for everyone to participate in for real money. Head to splashsports.com slash CHGO. The link is also in the description. And sign up. Deposit cast to get started. 
and it's just $10 to enter either contest, the Pick X or NFL Survivor Contest. The Pick X contest, uh, the first prize is uh, $2,700. The second prize is $1,800. The third prize is $1,350. Fourth prize is $900. Fifth, sixth, and seventh place gets $450. Eighth and ninth prize get $315. And tenth prize. Uh, place gets $270. The CHGO Survivor Contest, uh, it's a winner-take-all prize. Uh, you just got to be the last survivor. Uh, $4,500 for the winner-take-all prize. We'll be running weekly contests all year, so be sure to keep that link handy. Head to splashsports.com CHGO to join. We have different contests coming up too, uh, so we're stoked to compete with and against you all. Be sure to click our link in the description, and uh, we'll probably have some baseball ones for the playoffs maybe i could put some of that together uh we'll have some basketball ones as big dave's hanging out behind us and uh we got some uh football ones coming up as the season starts uh so check out pick x or uh chgo survivor um is our was our guy making contact with you or our shirtless friend is, I mean, he's is out chilling. there i don't know okay. if he's watching today but right. he's, he is out there I d- he's we, enjoying the enjoying the sun it's a beautiful day we do want to see too or confirm if that is a it's a green bucket hat on our guy. It looks like the um, Jason Benetti hat. It looks like the Benetti hat. So I do wonder if, if that's by choice because the last time uh, we um, were we interacted with him, he hung the jersey over. That was two days ago, yeah. But also had the bucket hat on too. Yes. So I do wonder if it is a Sox one. Um, all right. Make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button. We appreciate everyone for watching. Uh, and uh, we will uh, just final thoughts on Chris Getz. Anything that we haven't added? Anything else that you, you want answered or – haven't gotten out of your system, Herbie Hollywood? <laughs> I hope Chris Getz goes into this job knowing that he has a large, large project in front of him. And Jerry allows him as the head baseball man of the White Sox. Mr. Baseball. Mr. Baseball. Yeah. He's Tom Selleck with the mustache. Yeah. To do what is necessary to put this team back on track. If that is tearing it down next year, tear it down. If that is putting a lot of money and resources into both the research and development and players, do it. But don't just be the same guy that just got fired, the Kenny Williams, the Rick Hahn. Be yourself. Be your own man and do the job that you want to do. I know you have probably have job security, but be your own man and do the job to make the White Sox better. Because as Vinny says, I might hate you got hired, Chris Getz, but damn it, you win next year, you win the year after that, or you revamp this team and eventually they're on the right track, people forget about this, and they'll think of this as a footnote and say, remember we were mad about Chris Getz? Hilarious. That man's the best GM in White Sox history. I don't think no. that's going to happen. But You're, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Chris Getz, and be your own person. This is all just forgettable with a World Series win? Huh? This is all just forgettable with a World Series win? He could be better. That's, that's, a, that's a benchmark. He could be better. He should feel that he can be better Wait, than Kenny Williams. This is all forgettable with the World Series when That's all you want. Yeah. It's he, all I want, but no. I, 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 <laughs> be that guy. This, no, but at this point, like, I'm sick of giving Jerry's guys chances. I, I, I am just. You say that now. But no, then I'm, 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 my I'm, point being, Herb just, Herb just floated the possibility of what happens if they win the World Series. I'm, I'm not and going I'm not, anywhere. I'm not buying it. I'm but not, I'm not going not, anywhere. I'm going to be here on CHL White Sox talking about Chris Getz's bum-ass teams. For years, and I hope they're not but, bum-ass teams. No, but even if it happens, I'm, I'm, it's still not, I mean. The process is flawed. The process is flawed, yes. and I, I'm, I just, I don't, I can't do this with Jerry anymore. I mean, again, like, what, what? you win one more, and then Chris Getz gets a 20-year reign, and then you're firing him again? Chris Getz wins the Cyborg Jerry Reinstorff's running it at 107? One World Series, I will personally 
go to Chris Getz and apologize to that man for ever questioning his. You're going to be mad no, if they win I'm the not, World Series? I'm not mad at Chris Getz. I'm mad at Jerry Reinsdorf. Would oh, you yeah. go to Jerry Reinsdorf and be like, oh, thank you so much for bringing no. another World Series to Chicago? Because no. it'll be Chris Getz's no. job on the line. It'll be Chris Getz who Just, I'm going to be criticizing. Jerry's a made man. He doesn't give a goddamn about me. Chris Getz needs to now do the job that Jerry's going to hire him for. And I will judge the man on his results, on what he does. I don't think the hiring's good at all, but I don't feel like Chris Getz, the person and the general manager, is at fault for accepting a job that a man offered to him as he wanted this job when he first started working in the front office of the Kansas City Royals and the White Sox. And we're not saying that the team's close to a World Series. I'm just saying if it happens, if if somehow baseball's so weird and Jerry Reinsdorf has a Mike Illich and just, just starts spending on the team and is, you know, in a Steve Cohen era, like may, maybe there's that one opportunity where I have to eat crow. And I'm just saying that even if that opportunity presents itself, that doesn't absolve Jerry Reinsdorf no, for doing this. Absolutely you not. didn't look for a real replacement. You hired the guy you've known since 2005. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. you needed Tony LaRusso to consult you for that? Mm-hmm. Not hired by the team, not an employee. But still, important to note, as Bob Nightingale reported uh, in that report that apparently was the playbook for the White Sox, they were consulting Tony La Russa to, you know, look at the minor leagues and <laughs> to hire Chris Getz. And here comes Dayton Moore. Like, it just, it makes me sick. Yeah, it's and, a dumbass uh, You know what? Good luck. I hope you luck into a World Series. But it, it's just luck. It's not an actual real process. It's flawed. Yeah. I agree with you. I don't know. And don't, yeah, people don't take me as a Jerry lover. The man is terrible at his job, or it's not even a job. He's a terrible owner. They're probably going to finish with 95 losses this year. Um, They've finished with 95 losses 11 times um, in franchise history, and if this is one of those years, it will be four of those 11 times have come since 2013. I don't think Chris Getz is changing it. This is a flawed franchise, a flawed owner, a flawed process, and it's going to be... A flawed result. And I, think, and I yeah. hope I'm wrong. And I think the White Sox will be a team that will be continue to be the laughing stock of Major League Baseball in the Chris Getz era. I just want him to prove me wrong. Please. But everything that Jerry Reinsdorf has touched as of late has turned to shit. And it doesn't look like, I mean, we can ask the Bulls guys. Hey, uh, Big Dave, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down on AK and Mark Eversley? Mid? Okay, yeah. thumbs I'm, up on, on Michael being the CEO or CEO, or the president. Like, do you like having that voice? No, thumbs down. Okay, all right. But I guarantee... More like more like that. Big all Dave right. at the hiring of AK and ME was thumbs up. Yes, absolutely. See? Yeah. Because yeah, the process Outside hiring, yeah. Denver, Philadelphia, people who... And the no... Well, I just, it just is a Reinsdorf, you know, you, you're, uh, we, we, there's two teams, so we do have a unique bond. You're also a White Sox fan, but like, you know, you have the Rein, you are, you're, you also cover a Reinsdorf team. And the thing that we're just saying is I'm making, you know, I have the assumption that Jerry Reinsdorf's not going to be there when Chris Getz is, you know, ultimately introduced where when AK was introduced, Michael at least took five minutes to say, Hey, this is why things are changing. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's a little better. It's a little better with Mike. (laughs) It's a little better, okay? What's going on with the White Sox is what you're saying is pure bullshit because the person who hires you can't even speak yep. and say anything about the hiring. 
that that's insane to me. So, but I can deal with Mike. He's okay. I know he's just like, well, you know, are we gonna win? Yeah, we'll win. Okay, and then he'll go away, and then it's fine. You know what I mean? Like it's it's okay. But Jerry, Is that what he sounds like? Yes, that's exactly. I mean, word for word, man. That wouldn't instill confidence in me. That it sounds like that. But he doesn't make all the decisions. That's why it's okay. So AK and Eversley make those decisions, so I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But this situation, like you said, like I saw someone in the comments say it's like getting rid of the cancer and then, you know, putting it back in you. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, it, I love what y'all are saying. Well, I'm just saying that. I love what y'all are saying. This it's like beautiful. going through chemo, getting rid of cancer, and like, oh, I got cancer from smoking, I'm going to keep smoking. Right, right, Like, right. it's just the process is flawed. Like, like oh, I, I, I got it from smoking, you know, let me go try something and get stomach cancer. I'll try, yeah, I'll try cigars. <laughs> you know yeah. Let me yeah. get that Fortun- instead. Fortunately, this is far less serious than cancer. This yes, is true, Vinny. This is true. Thank you this for grounding baseball, us. This is baseball, thankfully. Thank you for grounding me. Thank you for grounding me. Great uh, show, fellas. Great show. We appreciate you, Big Dave, and uh, CHGO Bulls is coming up, and uh, who do you know says, uh, we love a Big Dave cameo on CHGO White Sox. I didn't know it was going to happen, but I'm very happy it happened um all right uh let's do the uh the five from the top chgo top 25 gotta, today gotta do the reveal yeah, and then we'll get, out, we of get here. out of here uh, make sure you hit the thumbs up button uh we appreciate everyone for hanging out with us um so we don't have to recap last where we left off was 16 fergie jenkins at 15 duncan keith 16 years in chicago three times stanley cup champion two-time norris champion uh, one-time Conn Smythe winner and was on the NHL 100th anniversary team. Uh, then next up at 14, you got Brian Erlacher, 13 years in Chicago, uh, one-time defensive player of the year in the NFL, uh, defensive rookie of the year, uh, first team all-pro four times, and an eight-time Pro Bowler. There's also an Erlacher Pro Bowler, uh, Pro Bowl bobblehead somewhere. We should and Hall of Famer. It's not the, it's not the lead one from McDonald's from 2001, is it? Uh, no, I don't know. You remember that, Herb? I don't. There was lead McDonald's in Chicago gave out – uh, or they, they they were available. I think you had to buy them probably. Okay. But at McDonald's, uh, Brian Erlocker and Anthony Thomas bobbleheads, uh, had, they had to recall them because they were made with lead paint. Uh, you get a free Erlocker. I had an A-Train one at one point. And Ooh. you get lead when with it, too. Um, and, and that's my uh, Brian. This is show and tell. That's my Brian Erlocker uh, 2002 Pro Bowl uh, bobblehead that's still in the box, folks. Don't take it out. Um, it's, it's very mint condition. New in package. Um, it's probably sun damage, but it's mint condition. Uh, 13th, we got Rhino, Ryan Sandberg. Oh, Ryan Sandberg. Ryan. Ryan. It's Ryan. 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 Uh, 16 <laughs> years in Chicago, NL MVP, 10-time All-Star, MLB Hall of Famer, and nine-time Gold Glover. Number 12, Bobby Hull, 15 years in Chicago, Hockey Hall of Famer, three-time scoring champ, Stanley Cup champion, and Hart Trophy winner twice. Boom. And uh, number 11, Slamming Sammy, White Sox legend, 16 years in Chicago, one-time MVP, seven-time All-Star, 609 career home runs, and 60, 60 home run seasons, or three 60 home run seasons. Uh, that's just insane. 60 home runs. Sammy is, I'll just start it off here, should be top 10. I mean, he basically is. He's 11. Yeah. He's, basically, he's 11. <laughs> I think him he's and the guy below not. him get uh, marked down for the things they've done off the field. And they uh, deservedly so, because Bobby Hall is a one of the best hockey players in the history of the NHL and in the city. But he was a trash person. Same thing with Sammy Sosa, with the allegations that he did similar things, and also he did steroids, which is unquestioned, and he's corked his bat. So that's why the negatives, or why they got out of the top ten, because their off the field stuff was is unquestionably bad, and it can't be. You know, I some people left him off the ballot. Totally, and I 100% can't 
get with that because sometimes you don't want to reward bad behavior like what Bobby Hall and allegedly what Sammy Sosa did. The, I mean, it's hard to argue that these guys don't belong on this list, obviously, and I'm sure that that's going to be the case the rest of the way. Um, you know, obviously, the last couple of days we were ha- we were looking at some of the guys who were revealed, and individually you might have gone, hmm, why are they on here? Lake should be on here over else. At this point, you're talking about jockeying for position, right? Who belongs where um, from the baseball side, undoubtedly, Sammy Sosa and Ryan Sandberg belong on there. Uh, as someone who grew up in Sammy Sosa's heyday in this city, uh, that was the definition of appointment viewing. And, uh, man, 600 home runs. I, I always say this about the steroid guys. You can, be, you, can, you can have your opinion on whether what they did, uh, you know, discredits them completely, but they still had to go up there and hit 600 home runs, and that's a hell of a lot of home runs. He hit 60 home runs three times yep. in this No one else has done it. Yep. No. Because it's a stupid stat. Yes. Like, I mean, we're talking about, uh, what, Freddie Freeman might have, like, 60 doubles in a season the first time since uh, 1939. He had 60 home runs. Yeah. Uh, What I know is home runs are harder than doubles. And he did it three times in a season. That's insane. I mean, he was so good that he broke my heart so badly that I'm a Sox fan. I was a Cubs fan because 21 was my favorite number, because blue was my favorite color, because he was hitting 60 homers uh, in a season. He was slamming Sammy. He was the coolest thing ever. How old were you even when he left the Cubs? Well, I, three. I, so, <laughs> 2003 was pretty tough, as as anyone could imagine, and then 2004 was the cork incident. Correct. So after the corking, I had a moral, uh, uh, I guess. Uh, sure. Dis- How decision. old were you in 2004? Seven. Seven. Seven years cl- old. Hey, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Three. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely close. Um, but yeah, Quite no. the moral high ground for a seven-year-old. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> what a tool I have. Absolutely not. <laughs> I can deal with the steroids. I but a corked keep... bat, that's where I well, draw we, the line. We didn't know about the steroids. And speaking of acts. drawing the line, I have to draw within the line here in my, <laughs> well, my cartoons. Oh. But that's the thing is my cousin Maggie. Uh, the I one who Lewis looked, University yes. fan. Yes. Yeah. And she's very smart. She's an excellent student, as so you can tell. Now. Just yeah. got a great job promotion. Makes a lot more money than me because she's very smart. And I used to make fun of her for being a scribble scrabbler, which would be she'd color outside the lines. I was literally a, 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 like, a, you know. Inside the lines? You had to be inside the lines or you were disrespecting coloring. I was Mr. Color. You, you are you, the unwritten rules of coloring. Um, how many likes for a, another bat chug? Um it's over, it's over in the Cubs uh, studio, so yeah, I'm not going like, to do it. That's like the communion thing at church yeah. now. Cody already did it, so now you're just, you know. Yeah. You need to wash, you need and to yeah, wash that. And with yeah, COVID it. rearing its ugly head again, I'm maybe not chug off of Cody's bat anymore. You could still like the video, though. We'd appreciate you guys liking on your way out. Or anybody's bat, not uh, just Cody. I don't want to throw him on the bus like he has COVID or anything like that. Jeez. Um, <laughs> appreciate everyone. Chug out of my own bats. Go buy one. That means I gotta go to Wrigley. I'm good. All right. Well, hit the like button on your way out. We appreciate everyone hanging out with us. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at uh, Ecknerwall23. That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's got a brand new piece too up at All CHGO about Luis Robert Jr.'s defense uh, that has been oh so impressive. Uh, that fantastic catch uh, in Baltimore in the outfield uh, was great inspiration. But I mean, he even robbed a home run in that Mariner series. Uh, so go catch up with Vinny at AllCHGO.com. We got the diehard sale where the price has been slashed by twenty dollars. So get yourself a free T-shirt and become a diehard today with our growing community and we will talk to you tomorrow where maybe just maybe we'll be reacting to a chris gets press conference uh we'll talk to you then bye